Greetings, listeners. Have I got some news for you today? Straight from the pages of Sifted, we've got an article about a former OpenAI employee, Sharik Hashmi, who's building a robot butler to be your future home helper. You heard that right. Robot butlers are no longer just for the Jetsons or Bicentennial Man. Dubbed Prosper Robotics, this company is creating a household robot slated to hit the market in the next couple of years. It'll be able to load and empty your dishwasher, do your laundry, clean surfaces and floors, and even prep those delightful salads that you forget to make every night. Don't worry, we're all guilty of it. The robot will have wheels and two arms that can be raised and lowered to accomplish myriad tasks. And for the hygiene conscious among us, the robot will come with different gloves for various chores. But, on the off chance that the thought of your charming robot butler wielding a knife sends shivers down your spine, Prosper's got your back. For now, the robot will be kept away from people. Now, the challenge lies in creating a robot butler that won't break the bank yet can still carry out an array of jobs. The current price range is somewhere between $5,000 and $10,000, with a monthly subscription fee for maintenance, insurance, and this intriguing feature, teleoperation for trickier tasks. Your robot butler will be remotely controlled via a VR interface by real people who are paid by Prosper Robotics. While there are some ethical questions around privacy, the team at Prosper has developed an interface that blurs out text and human faces to protect your personal space. The future of Jetsons-like household assistance is near, with a potential market-ready robot butler in as little as two years. But enough about the future of domestic bliss. Let's get to the main event, your questions and my unfiltered advice. As always, head over to brainwavespod.com to submit your burning questions, and let's dive in. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, this is Laura from San Francisco. I recently moved to a foreign country for work, and girl, the expat life is putting my patience to the test. Between the language barrier, cultural differences, and the occasional homesickness, I feel like I'm always swimming upstream. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the adventure and new experiences, but there are moments I just want to scream into a pillow. So my question is, how do I navigate the challenges of living here without losing my cool? And what can I do to better adapt to life in a foreign land? By the way, love the podcast. Keep up the straight talk. Hey, Laura. Thanks for the love and for reaching out. Ah, the expat life. It's like regular life, but with extra spice and a side of, wait, what did they just say? I hear you loud and clear. Living in a foreign country can be an incredible experience, but it's far from a walk in the park. Let's tackle this one step at a time. First, let's address the language barrier. The most obvious advice is to learn the language to the best of your ability. Even if you start off with just the basic phrases, you'll have a head start in making connections, navigating your new digs, and frankly, reducing the number of times you want to hulk out. Besides, 
Who doesn't love a foreign language swearing contest with their new friends? It's a rite of passage, darling. Don't just stop at language classes, either. Try language exchange meetups, chatting with locals, or using apps to practice in your free time. Now let's talk about cultural differences. It's like navigating a minefield wearing a blindfold. Sometimes you'll step on a faux pas, and other times you'll make it through unscathed. An open mind and a willingness to learn will be your greatest allies here. Ask questions, observe the locals, and don't be afraid to make mistakes. Apologize when necessary, but remember that laughter and humility go a long way in diffusing awkward situations. Keep in mind, you're here to soak up the culture like a sponge, so dive in headfirst with both curiosity and respect. As for homesickness, welcome aboard the SS. I miss my mom. It's natural to feel this way, especially when you're so far from your comfort zone. Tactics to help combat these feelings include keeping in touch with your loved ones, creating familiar routines in your new environment, and even indulging in some old comfort foods, as long as you remember to throw in a healthy scoop of adventure and exploration. Oh, and don't forget to forge new friendships, expats, locals, pets, whoever wants to share some good vibes. Lastly, remember to cut yourself some slack, Laura. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither is a flawless expat experience. Be kind to yourself when things feel overwhelming. Turn your frustration into a fuel to keep pushing forward and exploring your new world. Embrace the challenges with curiosity, determination, and a whole lot of patience. It's not just survival of the fittest, but survival of the most adaptable, too. There you have it, Laura. Embrace the myriad of experiences ahead of you, be it the challenges or the moments that'll take your breath away. You'll come out of this chapter of your life as a certified expat warrior. Now go forth and conquer, my dear. And don't forget to write to us about your fantastic journey. Hey, Brainwaves, it's Jenny from Los Angeles. I just stumbled across your podcast, and I'm really into it. So here's the situation. I work for this high-stress, super-corporate tech company. The higher-ups are all about numbers, growth, and hitting targets, but they ignore the huge elephant in the room, how this kind of environment is crushing our souls. I'm talking like 60-hour weeks, no real break time, and no support from management or HR. Everyone's drained, anxious, snapping at each other, and I've started to feel the impact on my mental health for sure. But the money is good, and finding a new job feels like a daunting process. I've talked to a couple of co-workers about it, and they seem to be in the same boat, feeling burned out and worn down. The big question, brainwaves is what advice can you give to handle this toxic work environment to reduce its impact on my sanity and mental health? Thanks a bunch. Hey there, Jenny from Los Angeles. Thank you so much for tuning into the show and taking the time to send in your question. First off, let me just say, I feel your pain. The corporate machine can be a soul-sucking beast, and it's apparent that you and your colleagues are stuck in its clutches. But don't worry, Jenny because I'm here to help you figure out how to cope with this monstrous situation for the sake of your sanity and mental health. You mentioned that you feel trapped due to the financial comfort your current job provides. And while I understand that completely, I'd like to remind you that no amount of money can compensate for the impact it has on your mental health in the long run. So if you're consistently unhappy and stressed at your company, just remember, no job is truly worth sacrificing your well-being over. Now, let's talk about some practical strategies to handle the toxicity. First and foremost, learn to set boundaries. Make it a point to disconnect from work at the end of the day, even if just for a few hours. 
Disconnecting is crucial for mental rejuvenation, and just because you're in a high-stress environment doesn't mean you need to be on 24-7. Next up, make self-care a priority. This might sound cliche, but trust me, Jenny, it's vital. Whether it's yoga, meditation, or simply going for a jog, find an activity that calms your nerves and helps you build resilience against the daily grind. Regular exercise and mindfulness practices have been proven to lower stress levels and increase overall well-being. Another strategy is to cultivate a support system outside of the office. Seek out friends or join social groups who can help you put things in perspective and offer a shoulder to lean on when you're feeling overwhelmed. Sometimes, discussing your work situation with people unattached to it can provide you with valuable insights and a fresh take on things. Lastly, if possible, plan mini-breaks throughout the year, even if it's just a weekend getaway. Breaking out of your routine can work wonders for your mental state and help you recharge. Plus, planning your break can be a great way of fostering hope for better times ahead. However, I want to emphasize, Jenny, that you should not view these coping strategies as long-term solutions to your toxic work situation. It might be time to seriously consider finding a new job that aligns with your values and doesn't wreak havoc on your mental health. Life's too short to spend it stressing in a windowless office, right? I hope these suggestions help you, Jenny. Best of luck navigating through this tough spot. And remember, you deserve to work in an environment that nurtures your well-being and respects your boundaries. Hang in there and don't hesitate to reach out if you need more advice. Take care! Hey, Brainwaves. My name is Emily, and I'm from Tampa. So, here's the deal. My boyfriend, Tim, and I have been together for, like, three years, right? He's amazing, and I couldn't have asked for a better partner. But recently, he got super into this spiritual self-discovery journey, and I'm happy for him, genuinely. However, some things are getting a little intense. He now has these rigid morning rituals, certain dietary restrictions, and insists on no screen time after 9 p.m. In the beginning, I was cool with it, but lately it's been driving a wedge between us. Like, our mornings together don't exist anymore, and we hardly get to Netflix and chill, not to mention his constant evangelizing about his beliefs. Don't get me wrong, I'm open-minded and supportive of his journey, but I find myself struggling with these drastic lifestyle changes— and our relationship is kind of taking a hit because of it. Any advice on navigating this unexpected spiritual curveball without completely derailing our love train? Thanks. Hey there, Emily, my fellow Tampa dweller. Let me start by saying that you've come to the right place. Your love train might have hit a spiritual curveball, but we can navigate this bend with some reflection, communication, and understanding. So, let's dig in. First of all, you mentioned that in the beginning, you were cool with Tim's newfound spiritual journey. That tells me you're already pretty supportive, which is awesome, and Tim's a lucky guy. But now, as things have gotten intense, and these lifestyle changes have piled up, it's starting to affect your relationship. And that, my friend, is totally allowed to bother you. You see, relationships are built on a delicate balance of acceptance, personal growth, and shared experiences. While Tim's on this exciting self-discovery journey, it's essential to maintain open communication and set some boundaries that work for both of you. I mean, seriously, who among us hasn't gone down a rabbit hole of spirituality or self-help, right? 
But it's crucial to remember that one person's journey shouldn't bulldoze the other person's preferences and comforts. Now let's focus on what you can do. Sit down with Tim and have an open and empathetic discussion. Express your happiness for his personal growth and that you want to support him, but strike a middle ground on some aspects. For example, you might suggest specific days when you both follow some of his restrictions, like screen-free evenings, so you both get to have your separate experiences and still maintain your bond. In terms of the morning rituals, ask him if there's a way he can include you, whether it's a shortened version of the routine or maybe mornings where you both do your own thing and then come together for breakfast or a coffee before jetting off to work. The key here is finding compromises that let you both grow and enjoy your life together while respecting each other's boundaries. Lastly, it's essential to be honest with yourself too, Emily. If his spiritual journey remains a major point of friction and you find that your paths are drifting apart, remember that it's okay to reevaluate the relationship. It doesn't mean one of you is wrong or bad, but sometimes people grow in different directions. It's all a part of this roller coaster we call life. So, Emily, it's all about communication, understanding, and finding that delicate balance between personal growth and shared experiences. Let that spiritual curveball be a challenge, an opportunity for growth, connection, and creating a path that works for both of you. Good luck, and keep that love train chugging along. And that's a wrap, folks. I want to thank all of you beautiful listeners out there for tuning in to another tantalizing episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. Your curiosity, open-mindedness, and downright tenacity in seeking the truth, despite the ups and downs of life, keep this show rolling. Don't forget, you can be an essential part of the Straight Talk family by submitting your blazing hot questions and voting on other listeners' mysteries over at brainwavespod.com. The more you engage, the spicier it gets. Be sure to join us again in next episode, where we'll dive deep into a fresh set of questions crafted by you and your fellow listeners. Remember, we're all in this crazy, confusing, and beautiful world together. Let's continue to seek the wisdom and the laughs that life throws our way, one question at a time. Stay curious and take care.